Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Ursula Lentini. Ursula Lentini has facilitated over 4,000 individual healing sessions and worked with thousands of people in groups. She's a licensed minister with Centers for Spiritual Living, a level three practitioner of internal family systems, certified associate practitioner, Pranic healer and pranic healing teacher. She has facilitated a weekly group meditation since 2008. Welcome to the show, Ursula. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Uh, well, I'm a speck of light. You know, you, I'm a star, just like everybody else is. So where are we from? We're from God's heart, basically. But um, if you're asking a technical question, I was born and raised in Detroit. And then I've lived all over, but I'm um, talking to you today from Atlanta, which is my home. I love it, Atlanta. Now tell us more about what got you interested in being a licensed minister with Centers for Spiritual Living. Uh, it was the next class. Uh, I loved metaphysics and I was taking all the classes. I had just crawled out of uh, a marriage and was looking for a community. And I just started taking classes and volunteering and usher and, you know, the whole, the whole, every single volunteer position. I was a youth minister working with that. So I took all the classes and they said, the next class is the ministerial class. And I said, well, I have no, I, you know, desire to be a minister, but I'll take the next class. And sure enough, you know, one thing led to the other and here I am. Amazing. Now tell us more about your experience as a level three practitioner of internal family systems. The uh, pranic healing was uh, amazing because I had a friend and every time I saw her a few weeks in between, her face was changing. She looked prettier, more peaceful. I thought she was getting some Botox or something. I kept asking her and she's like, no, I'm just, the only thing I'm doing different is pranic healing. Um, and then when I took the class, it was the metaphysics, all that other spiritual centers for living, but in applied action. So I took one body of work, and when I found out what pranic healing really was, it was the application of the metaphysics that I understood and, and loved. Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about your experience as a certified associate pranic healer and pranic healing teacher. So that's the third level of my consciousness. Um, and this is amazing because it's working with our internal parts. So you may understand, like I say, a part of me is angry or a part of me is lost or a part of me can't share on this Facebook post. I can't, can't seem to figure it out. Um, so when we have these parts, then those we can go into the subconscious and talk to the different parts of ourselves uh, and then do some healing work. So parts of us who have been... Uh, um, gone through some traumas or abuse or neglect or things like that, we can go in and actually heal. We, we think with about 10% of our mind, but 90% is in the subconscious. So we can willpower in 10% of our mind, but the 90%, that's all like computer programmed because of the things that we've experienced in life. And that's where we go to do the work to make the changes because the changes don't happen here in our willpower. That's why we fail all the time. And then another part of us comes in and like, you fail, you fail. <laughs> it's like, no, you know, the subconscious is where we can do it all. So most of my work is spent in doing the internal family systems with my clients so they can just live a better life and be who they really naturally, you know, were put on this planet to be. I love it. Now tell us more about your subscription network, The Way of the Spiritual Path. 
Oh yeah, I, I kind of forget and tell you name all the things. <laughs> um, can you share on my Facebook page? Cause I can't seem to manage that. Yes. Okay. Um, my, uh, well, uh, Jamie Butler, who's a well-known medium here in Atlanta, did a network cause she said, you know, there's no like just true, no nonsense network. That's not trying to like grab everything and be out of integrity. So she created her own network and we had, uh, five or six of us, um, shows. Like I had my own show and I've done 27 shows. And then these other ladies had their shows and it was all about spirituality and consciousness and elevating, you know, our awareness and our gifts. Um, so I have a, a, a considerable body of work out there uh, called the way of the spiritual path. And uh, those are shows I have networks. I'm doing teaching. So. Amazing. Now tell us more about your weekly group meditation that you have done since 2008. I'm busy. Look at all these things I'm doing. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, the meditation is a part of the pranic healing. So pranic healing is the, remember I told you my friend who's kept looking more beautiful. So that's yeah. pranic healing. Master Choa Koksui is the teacher and the founder of Pranic Healing. And he created a really just sweet, sweet, darling meditation where we bless the planet with loving kindness. So we show up to do that. But in the meantime, we get all this healing in order to do that. So it's it's a gift that keeps giving. The more you do the meditation, the more it accumulates in in just our energy, our power, it eliminates some of our negative habits and, and uh, you know, just things that get in our way. And it's very often where people start doing the meditation, they'll come back and they'll say, my friends and colleagues notice a difference in me. And they told me to do keep doing what I'm doing because they become nicer people. So it's really a, a, a beautiful um, meditation. And we offer it online as well. It's, we've got a whole meetup group and um, it's really it's very sweet. Wonderful. You're one busy lady. I love it. Yeah. Lives. Now tell us more about your experience doing emotional healing sessions during your years at the Living Food Institute. Okay. The Living Food Institute was a program. They don't exist any longer. Um, were you able to share? Because I feel bad that I wasn't sharing. It's okay. We can share it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they did a 10-day raw foods healing program, basically for people who were you know, the medical field was not able to take care of them. So they had different diagnosis. They were, you know, left for hospice. They, they didn't want to take the medicine. They wanted to do something different. So the people came in to learn this holistic approach, but the foundation was the emotional healing because when we clear our emotions, our physical body gets relieved of the stress so think of a, a negative thought, stress, okay? So everybody has stress different places in their body. If we held stress chronically so, the physical body's going to react. And then people say, oh, look, they have a tumor, or oh, look, they have chronic uh, arthritis, or oh, look. Yes, that's the effect of a held idea, belief system, stress, negative energy that's been manifested. So you can heal it from the outside, but if you heal it from the causal level, what caused it in the first place, then the vibrational frequency that's giving it life gets pulled and that thing just kind of dissolves. Amazing. 
Now tell us more about when you answered the call to assist clients with the human longing for peace, clarity, and wellness. When did you realize that this was a part of your life's purpose? You know, uh, it's interesting because many people have a calling and they just deny it. Like they're like, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not. And then we have all these excuses and then one life, God will just sit you on your butt, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I call it the boot. Because when we really surrender, it's as if one cheek is in the gravel, you know, there's blood dripping out of our nose and there's a boot on the other side of our head. And then in wrestling, they call it tapping the mat. Like, okay, you know, you win, please don't break my neck. Um, so we get to that point of surrender and we say, okay, God, you know, life, universe, uh, whatever's inside of me, that's my best self. Ego is stepping back right now. And if there's something more for me to do, then I'll do that rather than my own, right. Um, own objective or my ego or my willpower. So I had uh, a very successful modeling career and then I got married and then, you know, my life kind of spiraled downward for 10 years. And then I crawled out of that and I picked my life up, worked a few different jobs and established a real estate business. Then I was, I was rocking it in the real estate business, like gangbusters, became a broker. I was on the board of realtors. And then uh, 2008, the crash happened. And I said, I'm going to stick in there. You know, I'm just going to keep going. And one deal after the other fell apart. And I said, this is ridiculous. Yeah, the boot. So, and I thought, this is ridiculous. So I said, all right, universe, you obviously have something else planned for me. So I'm just going to put this one to bed. I'm going to start all over once again. And I was talking with my best friend and I said, you know, I'm feeling bad. I started this business and then that thing didn't finish. And then I did another and then that thing finished. And she's like, you're an entrepreneur, duh. And I thought, what do you mean? And she's like, were you successful in your modeling? Yeah, really. Were you successful here? Were you successful? Yes, yes, yes. And she's like, you're just, that's an entrepreneurial spirit. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a better perspective. So after that, I realized the thing that really makes my heart sing is all the stuff around spirituality. So I was doing all of that in the background just for myself, but I, that's right, you keep at it. And I just said, okay. And I had enough money saved in the for my real estate business. So I took two years and I thoroughly professionally educated myself in the pranic healing, in the internal family systems, in the metaphysics. And I just upgraded and I said, well, I'm just going to do this full time because if a career can be pulled out from under you, at least let me do something that I'm loving. And I've been doing that since 2010 full time. Amen. Very inspiring. Now, you mentioned God. Tell us more about how important your relationship with God is to you. So my uh, the word God in the metaphysical realm, they're like, oh, please don't say God. But now I'm in a higher consciousness class. It's called advanced consciousness with one of the ministers from California. And we're talking about the word God again. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like how many like how many revelations do we have to go? So for me personally, here, here's what I always say. You can take five different religions and pick five different people and ask them all, what does your religion teach you? And they'll say, well, we believe this and we believe that we believe this. Great. Now you can take any one person away from all that other stuff and say, what do you 
actually believe for real in your own heart. And that's our personal relationship. So for me, I'll say, okay, nice about the religions. Thank you for giving us a structure to climb the mountain. Um, so if you think of like this consciousness of a mountain and Juda Judaism comes on this side, Christian comes on this, Buddhism comes on. So we all climb the mountain in different ways. One's a scale, one's a path, one's an elevator, you know, like you, however you get there. But in nature, there's a tree line. So if the mountain's high enough, the trees stop growing because the oxygen is a very different thing. Once you get up above the tree line, everything looks the same. So the Christian can say like, oh, look, you're, there's a Judaism, Jewish, Jewish person over there. Oh, we're on, we, we now are seeing everything the same. So just even, even each religion has a higher Sufism, you know, the, the, uh, the agnostics, the uh, Kabbalistic. So they, each religion has a higher, more pure uh, belief system or way of understanding that which is. So when, when we say God or when, you know, I say God, it's not this thing outside of me. As we evolve in this personal relationship, I say, what's beating my heart? It's not my little pea brain 10% willpower, okay? If I was in charge of beating my heart, I would fail in five minutes. I would forget. I would mess it up. I would get it all free. So I'm so glad I'm not in charge of my life. So something else is giving me that ability. Something else is in charge of my digestion, my thought process. You know, something else has given me this beautiful planet that I believe is heaven on earth when we start seeing it that way. So I know that that thing, we, you know, in, in uh, science of mind, we call it the thing itself. So there's so many names, right? And the less you can name it in, in Judaism, they don't, they say G blank D because they know they can't even speak the name of what that thing is because it's so gigantic. But I am that as Ursula. I'm a little snowflake in the snow flurry. And I'm just one little speck of God, you know, trying to exist and trying to get my ego to like just a calm down so it can flourish. I so love that, it. Yeah. That, thank you for asking that because I don't get to explain that very often. So that was good. Thank you. An amazing analogy that you use. I love it. Now, tell us more about the major challenge that you've overcome in your life. Which one? <laughs> Great question. Which one sticks out in your mind the most? Um, you know, I would say just take it to a higher level is the, the struggle with ego. So when I first started working on my ego, I just wanted to kill that thing. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, you're done. I'm done. I'm sick of you. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> yes. Because once we understand it and how it works, we understand what a wreck it's making of our lives. Right? So I'm like, you, you know, just <laughs> get out. But uh, no, it doesn't work that way. So, you know, like the first two years of my path, you know, trying to fight ego was, you know, helpless. Then I'm like, okay, it's like an, an annoying little sister or something. I have a little sister. She wasn't annoying. So I'm not talking about her, by the way. 
Um, but it's like this annoyance, right? Like, what about this? Or what about that? Always worrying or always commenting or always judging. And you're like, oh my God, please, you know, <laughs> please shut up. That doesn't work either, right? So just suppressing it. So then eventually saying to ego, okay, darling, what's going on with you now? And then ego's like, well, I, just like a child, right? Because I'm a youth minister and I work with children and I, and I just have this great big heart for children and what's going on with kids. And I decided as a child, I wasn't going to have kids so I could serve all the kids in the world. And I just like every kid I see, I'm like, are you okay? Is everything good? You know, I'm always checking out, I'm blessing them. And um, it's like the child within us that needs so much attention. So as any parent knows, if you give the kid attention in the front of their lives, you know, zero through five, they're going to be solid and they're not going to be as needy. But if you don't, you can't give them the tension or they're wounded or whatever, then you do all this healing and you can give them proper attention. So that ego, if the need is met within the ego, they'll calm down. So now I've, you know, navigated and negotiated and I'm always checking in with my ego. You okay? You need anything? Are you good? Can I go do my work now? And then when the ego becomes trusting, of the higher self that's beating my heart and breathing my lungs, then it will calm down and become obedient and will become the follower to the master. And it's a constant conversation all day long. Like in as many years as I've done this, I'm always like, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I see you. Like you're not fooling me. <laughs> so then, you know, we just have that conversation and off I go. So, as long, you know, it's really, if you say, what is the biggest thing I've overcome is taming the ego or navigating or negotiating with the ego. It's not completely tame. Otherwise, I'd be dead by now because I would have ascended to heaven and it'd be over. But no, I, I continue to, you know, play with my ego and understand it and have great compassion for it. You are hilarious. I love it. And check in with your ego. Very powerful, Ursula. Now, tell us more about some of the projects that you're currently working on. Uh, I just did a wonderful experience with What Women Want, um, as you and I are both members of the Women's Networking Group uh, um, run by Kathy, Catherine Marshall. And her heart is very beautiful, and I really love her as a friend and, and as a mentor. Uh, I hire her because you know, I'm like, you're doing great. I want to work with you, even though she's my friend. Um, so I'm on the speaker's board, and I had a presentation there. I'm doing more speaking. For me, I prefer just to stay home and be really quiet and, you know, be in my yard and everything like that. But when we're called, just like you, to come forward and serve, um, uh, my, my next phase of service is doing more speaking events. I have a webinar next Thursday that I'm excited about. Uh, and because people know me, they just don't know what I do. So I really want to start sharing myself more in a, in a capacity that I can serve more people. Um, I'm also writing a book, uh, which, you know, I didn't think I'd be writing a book, but here you go. Uh, so I'm called, it's called The Way of the Spiritual Path. And it's going to be explaining about the crazy things that happen on the spiritual path that don't make any sense if you're not on the spiritual path. And uh, I have stories to share and, um, you know, just little, little theories that people can say like, oh, 
I'm experiencing the apple pie theory. Oh, that's what this is. So when they experience something, they'll have a reference and they'll be like, okay, now I got it. Now I got it. Because the spiritual path can be extremely confusing and confusion will stop us in our tracks and we won't be able to move forward. That's right. Now, when did it, the title of the book come to you? I don't know because it was the show, you know? Well, yes, I do know. I, um, I do a lot of prayer meditation. So things come to me, right? So I'll, I'll be thinking of themes for weeks and it'll just kind of trickle through my mind and, and just reveal itself to me. So I'll, I've come to these deep understandings just by walking in the woods or being in nature or being still. And I started realizing that everything has a way. So if you think of a baby, it's okay to go in your diapers, right? But an adult, that's not okay until you're a senior and then it's okay again, right? So right. There's, there's a way of children. There's a way of a cranky old man, right? Like he's got his way, like, you know, okay, he's cranky. Don't talk to him, just be nice to him. You know, so you do a way. Uh, there's a way of a businessman. There's a way of court. You must behave in a certain way at court, you know? So when you understand everybody's way and the situation's the way that we're having a way of COVID right now, right? There's a certain way about it. When we can understand somebody's way, we can love them more or we can accept it more or we can have greater compassion for it more. So the way is really the idea and then of the spiritual path. Amen, very inspiring. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Well, I'll be talking about that in my webinar. 9-11 um, hit, I know it's like a million years ago. It's like 20 some years ago. And uh, I had been looping in negative thoughts. Like I, my whole life was just, well, I can't do that. And I was like, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do that? All these questions and no answers. Remember I said confusion keeps us from making a decision. Yes, ma'am. 9-11 hit and it was like a Shaktipa. And that means spiritual two by four. Right? So it like, it just hit me. Even four people, I was living in the Caribbean uh, in Antigua and four people, they were either there or perished from Antigua, this little like dot on the map. And I thought, wow, this is really rocking the world. And I was, we felt it, Antigua, the people from Antigua, we, we really felt it. And something, something happened. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I just, I woke up and it's something inside of me said, get out. And I was like, but, but how, but, but get out. And I'm like, well, I don't know to get out. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So um, I just ended my marriage in two words. You know, he turned to me and I said, I'm done. And I had never even said anything like that remotely. And that whole suffering was done in, in two words. Well, three technically, but, you know, I'm done. And I was able to let go of an entire thing that I was really, you know, contemplating and how am I gonna do and why is this here and all of those questions with no answers. So I got the clarity and I changed my life. It was scary and it was difficult, but that, you know, that's how God works in our world. Amen. So you had to overcome divorce as well. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. 
for the individuals who are listening, who may have gone through the same thing or will go through the same thing, what is your best advice for those that may think about giving up? That, see the thing interesting, you, I struggled for the last two years of a 10 year marriage around vows because my hook was I made a promise. And if you're not, if you don't have your word, what do you have? The constitution of America, that that's a promise. Those men collected and they said, this is a promise that we all commit to. They signed their name and that's a promise. Our country is run on promises, or should be at least. And then when we have broken promises, our society, our psyche, like everything about us gets broken as well. So I said, you know, I know this isn't worked out the way we thought it would. And I know I'm trying my best and he's trying his best. But I've made promises. How can I walk out on him? You know, how can I turn my back? How can I break this vow to I'm, that I made to him? And then I contemplated, like, uh, you didn't make just one vow. And I realized I made a vow to myself. And I made a vow to God. So I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to break three vows. Like, how can I do that, right? Like, three promises, three commitments, three words. And I just contemplated and contemplated, and I could not come up with an answer because of my integrity, because I would feel shameful towards my own self. And that's so not cool. I work with lots of clients who carry shame. Shame is like mean. It's almost made of the darkness itself. Like shame is like so cruel. But the 9-11 but the woke me up, and I walked out of that. And I realized that the commitment that I need to make is to myself, to be the best person I can be, to that which is beating my lungs, my heart, breathing my lungs and beating my heart. And that's the commitment that I can, to be my best self. I could not keep that commitment in that marriage because I was giving myself away all the time. I was codependent. You know, I thought, well, you know, let me just get sure, lift him up. But in that codependence, I wasn't helping him at all, and I was dying. So we have to really make the commitment to our own selves because that's who we are in the deathbed. I worked at for hospice for two years. I did volunteer work, and I was uh, sitting with dying people. And I learned that the worst part of dying is regret. It's not the suffering. It's not, you know, what's going to happen after my body dies. It's not, you know, how much money did I make? It's regret. So if I didn't leave that marriage, I would have regretted it because look how many people I've served. Look what I've done with my life. Look who, look who um, everything, you know, look, look what's come from my courage to leave what was not serving me so I couldn't serve the world or other people in, in the way that I am capable of doing it now. Amen. And I didn't have a plan. I didn't, all I could do was get out. I didn't, there was no plan B because it took me all the courage. And I know even in, like I wasn't in a battered situation, but I worked with battered women. When they're in a, a loop of being in a battered relationship and the sex will keep them in because it's actually a chemical hook again. So when people have sex, the chemistry is combined. So I tell these women, 
try not to have sex with him for 30 days and it will clear out of your system and you'll be able to see what's going on. But when they keep us hooked in that sex energy, we were cloudy. You know, we have this like buzz going on like a, uh, like a chemical. So we cannot see friends will be like, get out, get out, get out. And you're like, no, everything's fine. It's good. You know, this is just the way we are. But if they can release themselves for 30 days, they'll wake up like that Shakti and they'll go, what am I doing? And then they'll have the strength to leave. So I know that that's kind of a trick in there, but we just have to believe in ourselves more than anything else. Even if there's nothing, 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 nothing available for us, us to jump to, because then we jump into the arms of God, so to speak, like, okay, my life is yours now. <laughs> you better have a plan. Cause I don't. That's right. Believe in yourself. I love it. Now tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life. Super simple things, right? Because when you've gone through difficult things, you realize the the striving for excellence or, you know, uh, the the house, the marriage, the car, the like all of that's really unsatisfying. Um so I what brings me happiness is walking in the woods, doing yard work doing meditation, going to the, um, the Tuesday night meditation group and just hanging out. One of my sweetest moments is after the meditation, we say, you know, if you have anything to share, you want to talk about something, go ahead. And people love to talk. People like to share, but we're all so satisfied after the meditation mm -hmm. that we can have a group of people and they just want to sit there. The, the ego has nothing to say, nothing to impress, nothing to question, nothing. Like everyone's just so satisfied that we can just relax together. And that's just so beautiful because it's such an uncommon human experience, you know, just to be able to relax together, have the right to speak, uh, to be supported. And no, no, no need for any of that. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're now, welcome. what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Just to be true to ourselves and to eliminate, dissolve our blocks because those are the things that are stopping us from being true to ourselves. We were all born with gifts. We have, we have our career already embedded in us. It came with the original programming. So, you know, Mrs. Fields back in the day, right? She made an entire business of making cookies. <laughs> you know, there's cupcake companies all over the place. So people don't think like, oh, I don't have anything to share. No, you do. Because there's something inside of each person that is so unique, so natural, so ingrained in them that they don't think it's a value because it was automatically given. They haven't earned it. But that's a false idea. There, each gift, each person has gifts, sometimes more than one. And if we could focus on that gift, like there was a, uh, I don't remember the author, but he's like, follow your bliss. Because your bliss is basically your God-given gift, your birthright to exceed and excel and share that gift that was given to you with this lifetime. So I think that, you know, if we could get out of our own way remove the blocks that are blocking us from living our true self, we would all understand that this is heaven on earth. It is. I mean, look how beautiful this planet is. Amen. This is heaven on earth. I well st stated. I love it. 
Now, can you tell us more about your upcoming webinar? Yeah, so this is called the Powering Up Peace and Harmony. And you wouldn't think like, how can you power up peace and harmony? What are you talking about? But you can because we can raise our vibration. So I'm gonna be um, sharing my story, a little bit of what I've done here, and then giving us three experientials because I like to have an experience rather than just talk. I, this is so much fun just to share with you because you're just asking me all these questions and uh, the conversation just keeps moving along. But uh, when I work with people, I want them to experience a shift, a change. So I'll be bringing us through some experiences, doing some healing work basically, uh, to say it in a, in a short way. Fantastic, I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to sign up for that webinar at the link below. And Ursula, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast, I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? Uh, the easiest way is just Facebook message me. You can look at my website and find out what I need to do. There's the website. But my Facebook is just my first and last name. And just say, hey, I heard your podcast with Gigi and you know, I want to learn more. Uh, I can set up a connection call. I could find out what's going on with them and, and show them how I can help them. I also have a six-month program coming up called Going From Overwhelmed to Confident. And I did a pilot group and it was highly successful by the last class. Nobody had any issues to work on. I was like, okay, what's going on now? And they're like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so they were all feeling confident. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And then one of the students is like, you did a good job. We're all better. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, of course. So uh, now I'm going to have a six month program. We're going to go deeper. And uh, I really, I just want everybody to feel happy and to feel important and centered and valued so we can all live our gifts and just create a better world for everybody. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Ursula at U-R-S-U-L-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. And also you can find some of her Sunday talks and other videos on her YouTube channel. I put the link in below. And Ursula, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Gigi, you are awesome. I really, really appreciate the way you show up. You're so heart-centered and full of joy. And, you know, to to be so uh, selfless and to want to help other people and the speakers and the listeners. I mean, that's beautiful. Really, really, really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Ursula. I appreciate your kind words. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You too.